0: Hello, hello. My name is Orestes Hernandez. I'm the executive director of the brand new National Mascot Hall of Fame. And we are in Whiting, Indiana.
1: And how did you end up in Whiting?
0: Uh, You know, it's kind of a long story. Uh, I got this email in August of 2018. uh, And the subject said, MHOF. And I thought it was spam. uh, And I didn't reply. And they emailed me again a few days later. and, And I read it. And, uh, and they said something about looking for uh, somebody to fill a position, MHOF. I don't know what it was, so yeah, sure, here's my number. Um, and lo and behold, it was uh, a call for filling the, the executive director position at the Mascot Hall of Fame. Uh, and I said, the, the what? Hall of Fame? And, uh, and, you know, I just never had thought of that being a thing. And, and we got more into it and more into it. And, um, and then I had to look up where Whiting, Indiana was. You were in Miami. My entire life I've been in, in Florida. Uh, the northernmost I've ever lived is this past year, my wife and I bought a home in a town called Stewart, which is just north of West Palm Beach yeah, on the, the, the east course. coast. Uh, two blocks from the intercoastal, beautiful. You know, bought it in, in March of last year. And uh, and now I'm in Indiana. Now 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 we're Hoosiers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so
0: and I'm not sure what that means, but but I'll figure it out soon enough.
1: So we'll get to the. I mean, it's got to be a fun place to work. How long you How long you been in, here in this office?
0: So uh, we got here. We rolled up uh, early November. My first day, uh, November twelfth, twenty eighteen, and and you know at that point we've got a we've got a couple of people already on staff that are already here that I inherited, right? Uh, and we're on the tail end of construction and and installing exhibits and, and all the features within the building and all the mascot heads that you came and saw this you know when you walked in and really my role i realized that yeah i'm, I'm the new executive director but really this is a, a you know a, a construction job you know logistics and, and and project management and truly i just didn't want to be in the way uh, I wanted to suck everything in, be a sponge, and, and learn as much as I could as fast as I could. And I was an extra pair of hands, so put me to work. Like, where do you need, you know, where do we need support that I can cover? That I can cover, not knowing as much as I really should know uh, at the time. And and it worked out well, and 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 I inherited. I got lucky. I inherited a very very good team, uh, self directed. They know what has to be done. They know how it has to be done and when it's got to be done. Um, And then we built a team around them to to run the facility and and, uh, we've been at it for a little over two months.
1: And it's got to be, I'm saying, it's got to be a fun place to work every day. I mean, you walk in, I I walked in, I was kind of, you know, I was a little tired going through all the... All the traffic, traffic wasn't that bad. I come in and see every day. You walk by all those mascots. There's Mr. Met, yep, a nice version of Mr. Met.
0: I'm a Marlins guy, yeah, so right. you know he's not my favorite. Yeah, but but I but I have be impartial, you know, yeah, impartial yeah.
1: in this job. Um, so there's all these mascots right <laughs> at the front door. I mean, uh, that's right. Mas- mascot statues. That's
0: right. Yeah. Well, and and so that's our take. Yeah. When, so when you think about, we're changing perceptions when people walk in here because they might think of, they'll perceive what they think we are. You know, Mascot Hall of Fame, uh, but we're also a children's interactive museum. And so people will perceive whatever they perceive. But we're changing those perceptions as soon as people walk in the door, which is really cool. Uh, you know, I joke with people that we have to hire extra janitorial people. And they say, well, why? It's so clean. Well, because we have so many jaws that hit the floor when people walk in because they're looking straight up Yeah, uh, at our take at the Hall of Fame bronze bust, yeah. you know, you think of bronze busts and statues, and 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 our take on that is is six foot diameter inflatable mascot heads <laughs> in the atrium. So you know, it's fun. Lots of colors. Kids love it. You know, uh, it's, every day there's a wow and a ooh and a you know and um. When it's, it's when been fun it open? every day.
1: When did it
0: open? So so we did a soft opening on December twenty sixth, mm-hmm. day after Christmas. <clears throat> Excuse me. And and so we've been at it for about you know a little, a little over two months, getting the kinks out of the building, and and there's a lot of technology embedded in all the exhibits. So so technology, you know, you get the kinks out after after heavy use, and uh, and we had we had one one exhibit that everyone likes to call the Mister Potato Head life size uh, of mascots putting mascot pieces together, and one of that was one exhibit that was maybe conceptualized uh in a way that wasn't true to what kids are kids are they don't know limits of anything they'll throw things and drop things and because they don't know and so we realized that they had been done in a material that wasn't suitable for heavy kid use uh you know within the first two days there were cracks showing and but you know so so we've got that uh, being flipped out into uh, some new base age material huh, that's okay. uh, that's bouncing, you know, off the floor when it drops. So, so you know, we're getting the kinks out of the building, and, and um, it's like your
1: spring training before pretty like baseball much,
0: season pretty out. much, okay. and and, our, and baseball season starts for us with our grand opening weekend, uh, the first weekend of April.
1: Oh, your grand, so you are going to have a grand opening. Yeah, five, six, seven. Yep, All absolutely. Right. So, what's going to happen there? Are you there know, any mascots? going to
0: Mascots galore. Them? So, so we're the mascot of fame, and so we really want to highlight. The Hall of Fame mascots, right? But there are thousands of mascots uh, yeah. when you think of high school level, collegiate, obviously, professional, uh, corporate, uh, all sorts. And so that that grand opening weekend, uh, we've we've titled it uh, that Friday and Sunday. We're going to have local, non Hall of Fame mascots uh, on hand for photo. Photo, uh, photo opportunities, meet and greets, autograph sessions, you know, activities uh, here. From the in, area. In, from the area. Northwest oh, Indiana, too.
1: Chicago. Yeah. yeah, sure.
0: And then Saturday. will we,
1: we, we hope. Uh here?
0: We hope. We he, hope. He's he, allowed he, it even though
1: he doesn't have pants.
0: I mean, we weren't going to point that out. You know, <laughs> we should bleep that out of this. Out of the, we bleep it out. Um, you know, there, there's quite a few mascots that don't have pants. Yeah, okay. So, you know, we'll put them all in a lineup. Okay. Um, and and so that Saturday we'll we'll, we'll only invite uh, Hall of Fame you know inducted mascots oh, okay. to uh, to participate and showcase their their talents and, and why they're Hall of Famers uh, and then we'll unveil that day uh, we'll do something special for our members uh, you know members reception uh, upstairs um, and we'll unveil uh, the logo we've come up with for the inaugural induction ceremony this june so that'll be a neat oh. a neat day and and uh we'll get some media coverage and, and
1: Wednesday, the when's the, uh, induction ceremony
0: induction is set for june 14 15 16 that's father's day weekend oh,
1: nice. i think it's
0: also u.s open weekend i oh. think uh-huh. and um and that you know that's okay uh so so we'll be out here and, and that'll be again mascots galore and and, and reggie who is the mascot hall of fame's mascot he'll be hosting all the hall of fame mascots to uh to induct the newest four inductees so
1: okay now that i've got my questions here but I'll, I'll follow the flow of the conversation sure um how do mascots get in, inducted what's the criteria
0: you know so that's being redeveloped okay so we're we're not so the hall of fame of mascots has has, has lived in an online format for about a decade, a little right. over a decade. Guy from Philly um, Fanatic. That's right, Dave Raymond, the original Philly Fanatic, uh, came up with that concept to to showcase the importance of uh, of mascots in our culture, in our communities, uh, certainly for the franchises they represent. And so, but it's only lived online until this facility was built uh, this past year. So. Um, you know how do they get inducted? We're tweaking that because now we're a facility. Uh, we're we're going to have an executive committee that will that will work on the nomination process. Um, and tru- and truly, it's it's a tall order because we, we've we've got uh, one 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 person on the committee has developed over time a, uh, a database of mascots, and so there's twelve hundred mascots on that database, and the, and and we surely don't have them all. So so. You know, as I envision the role of the mascot Hall of Fame as the repository for everything mascot-related, not just in North America, but, you know, South America, the world, because uh, the, the phenomenon is global. It's, it's heavy, prevailing in Japan, in Europe, the UK, uh, and you'll see Moonchester from Manchester City upstairs as, as you walk around, um, and, and on the tail end, we're, 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 we're uninstalling them here soon, um, you know, uh, that's probably something we're gonna, you know, get into. But, but uh, we surely don't have them all. Yeah. And we'd like to uh, make sure that we fill out that that well, database. Completely. Do you look at
1: things like their role in the community? Do you look at how clever that costumes are? I mean, I. I do like Mr. Matt. That is that is pretty iconic with the, with the baseball T- Well, and he's been around since, yeah. I believe, the 50s. Yeah, do you look at do you look um, at longevity? Um,
0: so longevity is certainly a factor, uh, but I think at a minimum. So at a minimum, a league and a mascot has to have been around for 10 years. Okay. Um, I think that's a minimum basis. Uh, and that's really for startup leagues like the new American Alliance uh, football, yeah, football league. league yeah. uh, so, you know, they have mascots, but... We want to make sure, one, that the league is around for a while, right, sustainable, and, and that their mascots are really, uh, not them, but mascots in general, are ingrained in their community, building building their community uh, on the education front, um, on the outreach front, uh, kids' programs. What are they doing, right? Are they just showing up to appearances and, and doing a, a skit and leaving, or are they developing programs to go to schools and go to hospitals and really taking care of the, the people in our community? Um, and, and on the flip of that coin, is iconic performances. Like, how are they viewed, right? Yeah, exactly. uh, and, and I come from a baseball background uh, in the front office of the Marlins for 13 years, so my brain is always thinking stats. How can we maybe bring a, a, a radical change to how mascots are... are 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 thought about, you know, how many how many T-shirts has a mascot tossed in a year? How many high fives to a kid? Mm-hmm. How many hospital visits? How many oh, something quantifiable? Uh, you know, and you're like at bats or home runs. You know, those are great things, but you know they do great things too, and we've got to be able to find some way to quantify it. As one degree, the other degree is, is, is performances and and their social media outreach, and and the third degree is their 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 programs and their outreach in the community and that sort of thing. So there's a lot of things that go into. It.
1: Was there a mascot? Did you consult any mascots as this came together? Oh, I mean, I'm sure the Philly fanatic. I mean, a mascot oh, sure. advisory board. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, sure. So Dave, yeah. so Dave is at a very uh, big part of the development of the of the mascot hall of fame. And how the exhibits work, and how they are themed into uh, the mascot theme, and so forth. Uh, but we also, were, you know, had heavy had heavy input by a, a couple of local, uh, semi-local educational institutions uh, to help us develop, you know, steam level curriculums that are embedded in all the exhibits. So while kids are having fun playing the exhibits and playing the games they're learning things that are based on science technology engineering mathematics and the arts and maybe not even realizing it um and 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 really the exhibits are there you know obviously they're focused on the k-8 through you know grade level but grown adults are getting the giggles and and, you know and and playing the games because it's it's okay to be a kid
1: yeah right uh
0: and it's okay that you know, other adults are laughing because they're not laughing at you; they're laughing with you. Yeah, right. You know, sort of thing. So, so it's it's a good place to let uh, adults kind of let their guard down and 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 have a little fun. It's okay.
1: So, I mean, everybody would want to know um, why Whiting and not Philadelphia, sure. not Miami. Sure. Uh, why Whiting? Uh, you know, um,
0: Dave Raymond had created this online platform to honor mascots and the great work they do, and the city of Whiting. Uh, was looking for something to, to bring to the community. They have a great beachfront that brings in thousands upon thousands over the summer months, but then there's a lull mm-hmm. the other months. Uh, and so, uh, several years ago, six, seven, eight years ago, there was uh, talk about what can we do? What can we bring to uh, to supplement that for the for the for the entire year? Uh, and really, as a tourism as a tourism program to bring in foot traffic for all the merchants, you know, um, restaurants and shops and, and, and so forth. And so the initial thought was a civic museum, city history museum. BP is a big partner of the city, you know, big we stakeholder. Went right I went right by BP. Right, big stakeholder, it? you know, uh, and so maybe a BP Type museum, corporate museum. Uh, there was talk about a baseball, Chicago Baseball Hall of Fame museum, sort of thing.
1: I do remember that. And,
0: and then, and then, you know, one of the one of the people that was kind of behind the scenes helping figure this all out uh, came upon the fame dot com website. Uh, decided to reach out to Dave. They put Dave in touch with Mayor uh, Joe Stahora here at Whiting, and just to have a conversation. And Dave, in that first conversation, said, "Whiting, what, why, what's Whiting and where's Whiting and why Whiting?" Yeah. Uh, and so they convinced him to come and have a conversation. Come check out the town, and you know, truly, you mentioned earlier, pierogi fest and all these quirky things uh, was a perfect fit for the quirkiness and silliness of mascots, and and um, and it was a match made in heaven. And here we are. Is there a pierogi mascot? Mister Pierogi is 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 indeed a mascot, and he would be offended at that at that tone of your question. <laughs> Um, you know, I just had lunch with him a couple of weeks ago great, great what'd, you, what'd you eat? I, I had Italian oh. <laughs> That'd be odd to have a pierogi in yeah, front of right. Mr. Pierogi um, No, I'll tell you what, great guy And I think he's, he's been Has you he know, been here? playing? He, yeah, he has yeah. He's, I think he's been playing the part of Mr. Pierogi for over a decade So, you know, he's kind of ingrained in that, in that role here in the community And, uh, you know, people have fun with it
1: uh, So some stats It was a five-year project to get this up I believe so $18 million That's about right 25,000 square feet That's correct How many levels? I have three, three levels Three levels Yep and, uh, and, and And truly a three
0: level atrium That houses You know The the most gigantic Mascot inflatable heads You've ever seen
1: <laughs> Okay hey, <that'd> be good. <laughs> um, So some of my notes uh, Benny the Bull and Tommy Hawk That's right 201.7 inductees Two, so are, so are they, it, they,
0: they were elected, elected alongside Nittany Lion from Penn State okay. and Slugger, and that's two G's and three R's from the Kansas City Royals. So those four were el- nominated and elected in 2017, and they held off on inducting oh. until 2019 until this building was complete. Oh, so... So they are our four inductees this, this year. Oh, so
1: yeah, who's going to come then? So will Benny the Bull and Tommy Hawk be that,
0: That's right. They're all oh, coming. They're
1: all coming. How many people
0: are well, coming? Well, they, How many mascots?
1: I'm sorry. Well, I'm they, they better come because yeah. they're being inducted. Yeah. Okay. So, so who all is being inducted then? Uh, do I
0: have that list? There you go. That's, the, that's your four. Benny, uh, Benny the Bull, Tommy Hawk, uh, Slugger, Slugger, Kansas City Royals, and, and uh, Nittany Lyon from Penn State okay. University. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: initial, uh, for some of the first class was the
0: Suns Gorilla. So the initial class of mascot Hall of Famers—it's uh, a class of three: Philly fanatic, uh, the the gorilla from uh, Phoenix Suns, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then the famous chicken. You can't you can't have a Hall of Fame of mascots without the famous chicken.
1: That's his stuff here. I've been reading. So so How his stu- so
0: he's represented here in a in a very limited fashion. Uh, he so. I've connected with him on, on a... on, a,
1: Ted, on an,
0: Ted. Ted, yeah. uh, correct. Mm-hmm. And I've connected with him by email on a couple of occasions just to invite him. You know, listen, we want you to be a part of this. Um, you know, truly a Hall of Fame mascot isn't a true Hall of Fame without his presence. And, and we like to make sure that we honor that that career, you know. Um, and he's been very gracious. He, so he's he's also been enshrined at the Baseball Hall of Fame and a couple other Hall of Fames. And and he's you know he's been very great about saying listen I want to make sure that the other mascots have their have their due and um, you know and it's okay.
1: It makes me think um, this wasn't on my list of questions, but how I don't know how how wonky I get I want to get in the mascot world, but I do remember the famous chicken back in the early everyone, days of Wrigley everyone Field. Everyone remembers. You know you know what there. though he would you wouldn't see this today. He would I remember sitting in the bleachers at Wrigley Field. He'd come out of the scoreboard. And he come and sit with us in the bleachers. Yeah. I mean, how many mascots are like that interactive, I wonder? I, I mean, I know Benny I wanders up and down the stands and throws popcorns on people.
0: I tell you <laughs> what, I think you'd be surprised. Yeah? I think that's yeah. happening across the board. And I think you're seeing that more and more. Uh, I think franchises and universities are starting to realize the power uh, uh, of, of their mascot, uh, the importance of... Of brand building that the mascot does for their franchise or university or whatever you know corporate mascots so Michelin Man you know Jeffrey the giraffe from Toys R Us uh, Kool Aid guy you know all these iconic Geico gecko all these iconic corporate mascots uh, you know and and they're an important piece of that brand right and that's the same thing when you talk about sports. You know, uh, athletic-related uh, mascots, and um, yeah, no, I will tell you what, it's 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 a lot of fun. Would you get into corporate mascots here, or is it just sports? Is
1: this just sports-related?
0: This is just sports-related in North America. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's there's uh, there's probably uh, a little bit of time before we branch out internationally, but I think that's probably on the path. You know, where we want to go at some point, point. Um, and I think there's certainly opportunity to highlight. Uh, corporate corporate mascots, uh, you know, probably on a limited basis. I don't know that we want to get into uh, the corporate mascot Hall of Fame mm-hmm. sort of thing. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't want to limit myself, but but that's not really on the radar yet. Um, but certainly, if we if we got into a place where where we can get you know some sort of partnership to highlight the importance of that mascot, it's the same concept, different conversation, but the same idea.
1: You know, I could sit here and talk about mascots all day. Me too. <laughs> Only a couple more questions. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to have fun with this. Um, what about when mascots misbehave? Uh, like Mr. Met, he got in a couple, got in a trouble a couple of summers ago.
0: He, yeah, that was, yeah, that was a pretty scene. And, and I, think, I think franchises are, are getting better at, at how they react. Yeah. Um, and so, but at the same time, so, you know, when you talk about that, you, you know, Tommy Hawk, got into a scuffle with a fan I do that a was couple a of months ago yeah, right, in yeah. December I think yeah. and you know and you see part of a video that hits social media and social media is so you know you, you got to make sure that you understand the whole story because it was only a clip that was that was shown and and really the guy was defending himself so and the team you know took their time to make sure they had all the facts and they backed their employee and, and they backed Tommy Hawk and 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 I and I agree with that uh, you know, I think, I think a situation like that um, is part of the education we'll have to provide at a national level. A national conversation about the importance of mascots and what they're here for and what they're about. But at the end of the day, there are people in that in that in that costume in that outfit, um, right. you know, doing a job, right. right? And you and not just anybody can do the job. Uh, you've got to be trained. You've got to know how to do it safely. Uh, you've got to know how to interact with people in a correct way. Uh, you know, I think mascots want to be careful. Uh, certainly, when they're early on in their career, uh, mascoting, how you how you hug kids, how you you know, so those kind of things. It's important, but not just not just that, but uh, the health and wellness. Uh, in I've been I've been I spent 13 years at the Marlins. And I had one opportunity to get into Billy the Marlin's dad, dad's costume, and that really well, was
1: dad. I didn't know he had. He, a dad. Well,
0: that was the original Billy the Marlin from '93, and so they had created a brand new outfit, and that just became the person, the one they used for dad. And they had a Billy's mom, and so I got to be dad for for the chicken dance on the field on some Sunday afternoon uh, in the seventh inning in the Florida heat. Um, and so you you know. Five minutes, and you're you're sweating bullets, you know the heat. So so the Health and Wellness part, the heat stroke, knowing when you got to get out, knowing to stay hydrated. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that go into it that I think it's on us moving forward to make sure that we that we educate the layman fan, uh, the layman sports fan on not just the importance of mascots and what they do for the community and their franchise, but you know, the hard work that goes into it.
1: I love the L- Long with the question answered, South- but... Uh, what train is that, you know? Is that the South Shore? Or that's no, a freight train, probably, but yeah. Listen, <laughs> tra- one train is like any other train. <laughs>
0: uh, I- I've gotten... I'm from Florida, and they have train. You know, there are trains in Florida, you know, the, the Henry Flagler Railroad and all Yeah, that. right. But... I truly haven't been this close to, to trains uh, until now, but uh, but you know what? We we actually on the third on the second and third floor, we have we have kind of a, a spot, and the building is surrounded by windows, so you've got a great view of everything that surrounds us. Uh-huh. And we've got people that love trains that will come with their cameras and go up to that spot oh, and really? just train watch. Oh, really? Yeah, we. Well, I, I I didn't believe it at first either. I have
1: friends who does and, and then
0: I walked somebody in, and they just they knew. There was a train coming. They knew the time. It was going to be here in seven minutes. I got to get up there, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And I walked him up, and sure enough, seven minutes, and he got the shot. So,
1: uh, a couple more questions. I'll, see, I'll let you get back to work. Um, I told you on the phone about the Billy Marlin story. I, I have my book here. I did. On my yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was the year. I'll, I'll leave this book with you. That was before uh, my time at the Marlins. Yeah. So it was opening day. And this, I'm gonna. The point of this story is, is to get to the kids. Yeah, it was opening day, and it was the year the Cubs lost their first 14 games. And a buddy and I went down to Miami. Well, I don't know what year that day. was. Yeah, what year was that? Uh, it might be in here, but uh, it was a historic way to start the season. It was really, really. Bad. And anyway, so Billy came out and parachuted uh-huh. out of a plane. Yeah, and he lost his head. Yeah. His head fell off. Mm-hmm. And um, they couldn't find his head for, like, I think they found it at the end of the season, in some swamp somewhere. <laughs> but, you know. Well, that, not the swamp, probably the Everglades. Yeah, the Everglades. I don't know, I'm trying to find. Anyway, um, <laughs> here's Mr. Shucks I mentioned. Have you seen Mr. Shucks yet? No. Oh, he's great. He's he's kind of like a, a, a Cedar Rapids version of Mr. He's, he? a, he's in Cedar, the Cedar Rapids colonels. He, Mr. Shucks. That's who he represents? Yeah, Cedar, yeah okay. he's got kind of a uh, baseball. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Oh here, so it was nineteen ninety seven. I that, flew to Miami for the Cubs season opener against the Marlins. Well, that's
0: that's the year they won their first World Series.
1: Yeah, uh, but anyway, the event was first downplayed in the South Florida media, so small children wouldn't worry about Billy's head. That's right. I mean, so how do the kids that's right. respond? That's the point. I mean, kids really take these mascots seriously. We, they do. <laughs> yeah. and,
0: and we, you know, what's funny is is that's so apropos. We had we had a um, a three year old here maybe a week or two weeks ago and as you after after when we're done talking you're gonna walk through the facility and and check out the exhibits uh i want you to especially take a look at the 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 marvelous mascot maker right Mm -hmm. and so this exhibit teaches kids and adults alike on how mascots are created the actual outfits the costumes uh and there's this nice video About the studios that produce them and how they use materials to to do different things, and so it's interactive. So the video finishes. All right, there's an arrow. Pull that lever, and the thing starts moving, and it's like Frankenstein, right? So you're all these parts. White fur goes up, and then we paint it purple, and then you know purple puffs of fur go over here, and then there's a part on a on a like on a on a rail that you know spins and showcases mascot parts that aren't together an arm and a torso and you know a hat and a head and this kid saw that and freaked out (laughs) and he didn't no 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 i don't i I don't want to see and he just you know bawling and and his parents took him out um because he had seen reggie you know in the mascot earlier in the day during his visit and so you know that that in two months that's the first time that's happened. Do you have kids? Um, I don't.
1: Okay. Neither do I. But I don't.
0: Ne- nieces and nephews He's, and yeah. and uh, and really whenever I mean, whenever kids, my wife um, says I've
1: got a thing here, Ozzy the Cougar. That's the King County. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I've talked to him over the years. Yeah. He's, I think they probably had a couple of cougars, but. Um, um, and then kids like to torment them, you know. I mean, you know, sometimes kids—they you know, pull, you're, you're they pull right. feathers it, it, and they. Being a mascot, serious work. Basically. It's serious
0: work, yeah. and, and that's why they never travel. They never try to travel alone. When they're in the stands, when they're walking through the concourse, when they're at an event, there's always somebody next to them, behind them, uh, as as a as a lookout, as a support, um, and, uh, and and actually recently I, he- I heard a story about Mickey Mouse and how they deal with Mickey Mouse. And so they've got a support system around Mickey Mouse when he makes an appearance. And the thing about Mickey Mouse that Disney has created is Disney uh, essentially has created a policy that no kid can ever be seen crying around Mickey Mouse. And so they've got staff members around Mickey Mouse when, when he's out in front of the public that when they see a kid crying those people get in and you know and take care of the kid and Mickey Mouse is out yeah he's gone the other way so so you know those kind of things uh ma- the mascot world is is really amazing and i've gotten to to to, to dive into it so to speak yeah. uh, in the last few months and um and it's been it's been a pretty pretty terrific ride
1: is is um you got your marlin's ring there
0: i do that's a well i do that's that's a that's a paperweight, really. Oh, it's paperweight. Uh, the Cubs did that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So no, but I got the real one here. Is
1: there? Um, is there something wrong
0: with me being so excited no. to be here, being here right no, now? No, no. This is normal. <laughs>
1: this is what happens. This is
0: what this building does. Yeah, the people. It's very, very nice. Despite whatever perception they might have had. Everybody's c- laughing before. outside. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I tell you what. Uh, it's a place for adults to let their guard down, uh, let their kids have fun, and um, and it's truly a family environment.
1: Last thing, uh, and so tell me a little about your background and uh, uh, what you do with the Marlins. And I mean, your background in museum work and how you apply all that into what you're doing
0: today. I um I went to the University of Miami, mm-hmm. uh, so I stayed local. Um, I ran the school paper there.
1: Oh, you did. Uh, I did. What was the name of the paper? Uh, the Hurricane. Okay.
0: And and that was sort of my first sales job, selling ads, uh, equal to the editor in chief, John Santucci. Uh, I can't believe I remember that. And And we ran the paper. He ran the editorial, and I ran the business side and the ads. And the two of us would go to the Miami Herald offices on on Sunday night. And we'd put it together, and and it'd be out on Tuesday, Tuesday and Friday. Um, I worked uh, as an intern for Hurricane Athletics after I graduated. And that was the year we won the the Rose Bowl against Nebraska. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Undefeated season, great team, terrific team. Um, and then a few months later I got an opportunity to, uh, to interview for a full-time sales job at the Marlins and um, and I got that job and and um, you know essentially I was I, I was given my cubicle or a price sheet and if you want to make money go sell tickets if you are just happy being in sports and being in the show don't mess anything up and that was and that was training and so I had to train myself on how to do it and and uh, thankfully, I, I was surrounded by so many great professionals that helped me figure out how to sell without making the 120 phone calls a day sort of thing, building relationships, networking, going to chamber of commerce meetings, and, 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 and building relationships with my current clients to get referrals and that sort of thing. So, so I built a great, a great career, um, and my claim to fame at the Marlins over 13 years is developing what to, today... To date, it's still until somebody proves me wrong, and I dare somebody to, uh, uh, we, we, we conceptualized and developed, uh, along with all my contacts at the University of Miami, the largest single organization group outing to a single game uh, in United States professional sports history. How many people are 24,000, just short of 24,000 people to one game. From one organization, and I dare anybody to. Where'd you
1: you go? What'd you do?
0: Well, so it it was a long story, but but uh, essentially, the University of Miami brought uh, all their staff, uh, and they let staff bring family to thank them for all the great work they do for the for the university. Oh, I see. So it was an HR initiative, right? Uh And so we we you know essentially convinced them that it was the right idea to do it at the game, and we developed a a twelve or thirteen year. it might be 12 years uh relationship bringing you know those people to to a game and we fed them and we did essentially it was a one-day sponsorship of the stadium uh for the university of miami and it it was terrific and so from there i went to the pga tour uh who recruited me for a couple of years at the cadillac championship um they subsequently moved that tournament to mexico and I, i i didn't want to go to mexico um my wife's from Michigan, and that probably wouldn't have
1: gone oh, really? well. So she's happy about being
0: here, isn't she. Yeah, this is surreal to her. This is surreal. She's been in Florida for ten years before this. Yeah. So she's like, I can't believe I'm back. What uh, part of Michigan she Lansing, oh, Lansing, yeah, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Lansing Lugnuts. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I wonder what they're. Ma- I don't know their mascots. I'm uh, pretty yeah, I good I at my know. mascots. I don't
0: know. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll, so there's Midwest
1: a, League has some good mascots. You got to check out Mr. Shucks.
0: I'll write it down. Really so there's a there's a game upstairs called uh, Where Are They From? Yeah, right. geography game, uh-huh. right? And we have about a hundred hundred plus mascots, and literally you it's a touch screen, and the mascot face comes up in three states, and it's your job to figure out what state he's from, and so I'll I'll, I'll be interested to see how you do, right. um, and then from there from the PGA I went to a to a, to a civic museum. In a town, in a suburb of Miami called Coral Gables, oh, yeah, no. and that was Coral Gables Museum, and I, I, I was there for a little short of two years doing development um, and membership and and biz development and, and that sort of thing. So, and then these guys, these guys came calling, and you know, I've lived my entire life in the sun and by the beach and at the cruise port, and I can jump on a boat whenever I want, um, you know they well, the, are still by the water here. The melting pot of How far away from Lake Michigan. Literally, a, a yeah. stone's throw. Yeah, right. right. A baseball throw. Yeah, right. Uh, and it was too good of an opportunity to say no.
1: Um, were you at the new stadium, or were you always at the uh, both? You were the, okay. Both. The reason I'm asking that is, I was there. I went. You know, I'm a huge fan and. It was. Uh, this goes back to having fun in baseball. I, I think maybe they're taking away the red grooms thing, but I was one of the few people who really they took, liked it. It's already gone. I really liked that. But I, I, they had the bobbleheads. I hope the bobbleheads remain. They have that big bobblehead collection. You know,
0: I think I think Mr. Loria, the, the previous... He was an art guy, right? He was an art dealer. Yeah, yeah. The previous owner of the Marlins, uh, previous to, to Derek Jeter and, and his group and Sherman. Um, I remember reading that he had donated that Collection of bobbleheads to some organization, there's
1: maybe bobblehead museum open just up in Milwaukee. In, Mil- in Milwaukee, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: so maybe it went there. Maybe it there's, went to so the baseball of fame. I don't know where. Really? To, that's what I heard. I can't confirm. I so haven't been there.
1: they belong to? Was that Loria's?
0: Yeah, that was Loria's personal oh, collection. Like, cool. Yeah, right. but he had showcased it on yeah, this I great, beautiful it. display.
1: Yeah, and, all glass, and all glass. And, all glass glass it might have revolved, and yeah.
0: each of the shelves, they put a, they put a uh, like a vibrator on the shelves. So That's the bobbleheads right. were shaking yeah. the entire time.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh yeah, no, it was terrific. Uh but I if I remember correctly, I think I read that he had donated that before he sold the team. Wow. Yeah.
1: Well, okay. Did we miss I'm sure we missed something. You gotta get to some Midwest League games. Ozzy the Cougar, he's pretty iconic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's all these wacky mascots. I'll leave you this book we did. on I Midwest appreciate league, it. But um, yeah, you know, no, somebody but one time some frat house. I mean, you're, these all are all over yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> somebody yeah. Somebody stole Ozzy the Cougar's head yeah, yeah and it sure, was sure, held sure. for ransom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 stuff like that happens all the time. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, you know what's neat is is as I get more ingrained into the world of mascots here and and, and get to know mascots and people and and, and ter- certainly the territory. We uh, So you're going to see, as I mentioned, Moonchester from, from Manchester City upstairs. Uh, he's going to come down and we're going to install a non-profit organization's mascot. So his name is Jetco uh, and he belongs to uh, an organization called Rare and they're an environmental sustainability organization that we're going to highlight, their message and, and Jetco and what it means to the organization. And then when he comes down, probably sometime uh, at the start of April, we're working on displaying uh what i believe sounds like the oldest high school mascot in the state of indiana oh yeah and it's felix the cat uh and we've been talking to the mayor of that town to uh to bring him up and and kind of highlight the uh that mascot's work at the high school and and in the community is that oh man you're gonna that's that's the one question i don't have an answer to for the print version you can get i can get yeah i can get you the answer and um and so, so we're going to highlight them, and hopefully, maybe you know, have the town come up and celebrate, you know, that uh, you know, the original Felix the Cat. That's great. You know, so so lots of great things here.
1: What what did your parents do?
0: My parents were retired. Yeah. They came to this country on an Eastern Airlines flight, or maybe Pan Am Airlines, uh, November 1970 from Cuba.
1: Did they really? What part of Cuba?
0: And uh, so, my dad was from from santa clara from havana and my mom was from a region called Camagüey. away
1: uh-huh.
0: you know we've got family literally 90 percent of my family is still there and mostly in a town called jaraweka um and i have yet to go uh, you know one, one day i'll I'll, yeah. I'll head out there um but they literally put um she was a seamstress her entire her, Your her, mother? her my mom her entire uh, career here until she retired and my dad was a, a janitor For a food distribution warehouse in Miami, and what are their names? And uh, hissel. My dad is hissel G I S E L, and my mom is Isabel uh, Hernandez. And you know, struggling to put three boys through college, uh, first generation, three boys, and 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 uh, now they're retired in Florida. Good for
1: them. You know, yeah. I'm sure baseball fans. I've been Marlins fans. Yeah, I went in the late. Mid to late 80s I, uh, sun, I did some stories For
0: the Sun times yeah, My mom did, My mom's more A baseball fan Than my dad I think You know yeah. She gets into it And, and uh, she's got All the Marlin stuff And and they're so They're so excited About this opportunity And and, uh, and they're excited To come up And check they're it out One up, day Yeah, yeah.
1: You had Victor Mesa Mesa Vic, Victor Mesa They just signed as Victor Mesa Mesa Yeah yeah Mesa Mesa yeah. I saw his father play
0: Oh really the, yeah. Oh no yeah, way
1: Yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Wow yeah, no. This listen. It's uh, it's been a terrific ride. It's only been two and a half months, um, but there's so many big things coming, and uh, we're we're excited about what the summer months are going to bring with so many people in town, um, and then uh, you know field trips. Uh, we have a great space upstairs for companies to, to hold events, and and um, my singular focus is the grand opening, and then showing the country. Uh, what what you know a mascot uh, Hall of Fame induction ceremony is going to be like. So a little different than a typical induction ceremony. A little bit fun and quirky and silly and
1: it should be good. And for radio, why don't you uh, say here's the um, website for more information. So,
0: yeah. Sure. So for for, for more information to hear about uh, uh, the Mascot Hall of Fame in Whiting, Indiana, uh, you can check out our website uh, at com. You can follow us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Mascot Hall of Fame, uh, or follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are uh, at Mascot Hall. Thank you very much. Thank you. This That's has been it. great. All right, thanks.